It's Bartender Journey, episode number 28. Vince here. The last time Vanna was over recording an episode, we uh, started talking after we were done about sort of why we started this show and uh, where we're headed with it and that kind of thing. And uh, so I was like, stop, let me push record and uh, maybe we'll be able to use it. So uh, that's what that's what the show is going to be this week. I hope, hopefully there's some insight or inspiration or something you can learn from it there. That's always my goal with these shows, that you can have a takeaway, something you learned that you didn't know before, or something to inspire you to do something new or whatever. So that's that's kind of why I do this. And I've, honestly, I've learned a lot myself doing this show. Going back a year ago, two years ago, I mean, I've bartended for years, but I wasn't really exposed to this cocktail culture, which is sort of a new phenomenon in itself. But um, it really wasn't on my radar two years ago. And um, now doing this show, I've learned a lot about it, and I'm passionate about it. I think it's great. It's really so cool learning about these uh, small distilleries and the using fresh ingredients, interesting ingredients, all these bitters that are out now. It's great stuff. You can really be uh, artistic with it and um, have a good time and make a great product and, and introduce your guests or even if uh, you're doing it at home, your friends to something new and interesting and exciting. This past weekend, I went and visited a um, small distillery. It's called Tuttle Hill Distillery, and they make Hudson whiskey. And it's just this very small place, beautiful place up in the Hudson Valley. And uh, it's on this river. It's gorgeous. And these two guys started this business. They actually bought this property for a totally different use, and that didn't work out for whatever reason. And they had no experience in making whiskey or any sort of spirits at all. And they had no experience in this business whatsoever. And they uh, researched and learned and taught themselves. And now they're very successful with this product. Uh, If you look for Hudson Whiskey, it's a great, great product. So we get to see how it's made. And uh, it's fascinating. When it comes off any distilled spirit, when it comes off the distillery, it comes out as a clear liquid. So what gives it that color? It's the aging process if it's aged in oak barrels or wood barrels uh that's what gives it that color and in fact if you're going to call it bourbon which um this tuttle hill their most famous product is their they actually have two different bourbons um so what it has to be by law it has to be aged in a brand new charred wood or white oak rather wood barrel so um and that's what gives it the color the 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 inside of the barrel is charred and that's what gives it the color and the, and the taste and everything else. So it's cool. They actually sell a um, corn whiskey, which is a clear whiskey, um, unaged. And that's called corn whiskey, otherwise known as moonshine. But when they're making their bourbon, this is what comes out of the still before it's aged or put in the barrels. And you can buy that corn whiskey put it into a little oak barrel that they'll sell you. Char- I bought a little one liter wood charred oak barrel and and you put your corn whiskey in there and then uh eventually it turns into bourbon so it's it's a make your own bourbon kit so that's really fun i can't wait for that to uh be ready so um and it's since since it's a such a small barrel it, it ages pretty quickly so you don't have to wait you know years and years uh as you would in a very large barrel so uh that's really cool, and and like I said a couple weeks ago, I'm, I'm uh, gonna try my 
shot at making my own coffee liqueur. So that's fun. And, it, you know, it's fun. It's interesting. It's homemade stuff. And I kind of learn about the process and the, the kind of behind the scenes stuff rather than just pouring stuff out of a bottle. Um, I think it's fun. Anyway, I'll stop rambling on here. Whenever it's just me in the microphone, I feel like I'm just rambling on when I don't have anybody to talk to. I'm talking to myself. Anyway, I'll bring that talk on that uh, Vanna and I had. And by the way, sorry to be late with the podcast this week. Usually it comes out on Tuesday, Tuesday night. Uh, one of the other bartenders is on vacation this week that I work with, so I picked up some extra shifts. I was working during the day on Tuesday, which actually turns out to be a long shift, and I had nothing left in the tank after that <laughs> by the time I got uh, done with that and uh, cashed out and everything and had a uh, had a drink. I was like, no, I, I the podcast is just going to be late this week. Anyway. So here's that talk I, uh, with Vano. What would you say the purpose of Bartender Journey is, or if we were going to write a mission statement, what would it say? Wow. Well, I would say that um, the purpose is, is to help people that want to learn to bartend mm -hmm. and f to inspire and uh, existing bartenders where we can exchange best practices and ideas and for me, it's, I believe what we're doing, man, is that we're, the, the inner game of bartending, how important it is. It's one thing to make drinks. It's one thing to be a chef. But if you're a business owner, the, the psychology of keeping that customer and the, 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 the respect and, the, and the, the passion that bartending needs – Mm -hmm. That where, where I, I don't see that I still have frustration over when I go out and I tip someone and they don't thank me. It yeah. fucking makes me sick. Yeah, it makes me sick. You shouldn't be a fucking bartender. It drives me crazy. I see it constantly. Right. And you know, we, we early in the shows I would talk about that. Mm -hmm. It still drives me crazy. Yeah, and I always will tip because I respect the industry. But I, I just hate that attitude. I hate when I go out and I see you texting. Yeah, it drives me crazy. So the mission statement is that. It's for the people out there that, that, that are passionate and that respect the, the art because bartending is now on the upswing. Oh, yeah. It's exciting. Yeah. It should be. It's a craft. It yeah. should be treated that way. And for people that ha share that, you get, get these bad apples out. Yeah. Or if you're a bad apple, rethink, your, rethink the game, please. Yeah. Well, hopefully we can help people to, yeah. uh, to do that. I, I, you know, as you were talking there, I was kind of thinking of uh, layers of an onion. You know, we talk about the bartender journey and the layers of the onion are on the outside. You have, you're just your regular bartender, like you say, texting at the bar while uh, the people are sitting there watching TV, you know, and yeah. then, but then, and not, she knows how to pour a beer maybe and make a couple of simple drinks, whatever. But, um, as we unpeel the onion, even even our journey, I think, has been um, unpeeling the onion and finding all these other levels of bartending. You know, the, like we say, the, with the um, all these books and other people and these and these shows that we're going to that I've been going to, uh, I'm just realizing what um, how much more there is to learn and how much more um, how much more yeah. I can up up my game and and uh i just really enjoy meeting all these people the people that produce the products you know i yeah. think i i find it really interesting you know not everybody does i guess but i think for our uh existing bartenders and our even our aspiring bartenders to learn more about the products more about you know on uh, the layers of the onion like i say where you can there's so much more to learn 
and we're, we're I, I feel like I've I've learned a lot oh, just yeah. doing it, you know, and I, I've started to un, uh, go deeper into the onion. <laughs> no, and I got to say, I've been bartending for almost for almost 15 years and I consider myself decent. You will never, ever hear me say, I think I'm a great bartender. Mm-hmm. And that's the attitude I have. And, you, and I, I know you, you've been bartending 20 plus. Mm-hmm. And you know, you I never hear you acting like you're 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 King Kong behind the bar. And that's that's the attitude to have. And you know, and I just you and I worked many gigs talking about the passion of the you know of bartending. And you know, last show we we talked about like you know how bartending is the stage. And I remember I worked with a few people where we worked. And they used to say, you know, Vano, you're over the top. What do, mm-hmm. what do you mean it's the stage? Mm-hmm. You know, come on, it's not on a stage. We're fucking bartenders. If, mm-hmm. Why don't you go into acting? But you know what was funny? They made money when I worked. Oh, yeah. You know, and I, and I never said that because I'm a gentleman. You know, mm-hmm. I'm just looking. I'm like, you know what? You're an energy vampire. You know, <laughs> you don't get it. And, you know, there's a reason why we're making money. Because mm-hmm. we're pulling the tips, right? You know, it's just, it's just. I always treated it like this. I and I've, I've we said it. I, I, the guy said it that bartending was a cheap way in being famous. Mm-hmm. It is. You get groupies. You get a fan. You when you reach that point, it's magical. Yeah. Because you got to think about it. You, you're uh, locally. You're famous because you're behind a bar. There's yeah. 40, 50 people in the bar, whatever, or it could be 200 people. There's two, three people behind the bar. You're on stage. You're performing. Yeah. And if you're smart and you work off of that energy, it's magical. Oh, yeah. You know what I mean? You get so much in return. And I, I never, I always respected, I never turned my back on it. Mm-hmm. And, I, and I, I just grew from it. And it was, you know, trial and error, up and down, the rise and fall, we see what we're made out of. I've always looked at it like that. And I, when I first started out in the clubs, I was up against these dudes that were actors. Mm. That they looked like a fucking Brad Pitt, whatever, <laughs> yeah. but they sucked because they brought yeah. nothing to the game. Right. They knew basic drinks. They didn't know how to talk. If you weren't giving them attention, they were like babies, and they didn't <laughs> last. Where I was just like a ball of fire. Yeah, I I just tumbled these dudes. Well, I, you let's face it. Why do you show up there to, at work to make money, right? Yeah. But how do you do that? Is by having a great personality and and working it, make sure everybody has a good time. You know, I mean, if you if you're not gonna show up with your A game, you're not going to make as much money. Why, you know, why even go? <laughs> yeah, and I I don't listen. I'm not always in a good mood. I'm a right. human being. There's the times I work, you see me, if you I, I got tip rates. If you're not tipping me, I'm a prick. I mean, I I'm working on that. I'm keeping that in check. I'm meditating and shit. But there's been times where if you're not t- and my man Vince over here who plays Mr. Uh, you know Dr. Phil, I, tip rage was invented because of him. It was you know, but I'm just saying there's been times, you know, where my my chi wasn't flowing. I, I took what was bothering me home and I brought it to work. I'm uh, not gonna lie. It's a it's a discipline to be positive. Right. Yeah, that's real talk. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Like I, I hate when I go to work and someone says, "Great morning, <laughs> great morning," because you're full of shit. It's, you know, <laughs> you let me work into the day. You know, yeah. to, to be positive is a discipline. It's not over the top. It's mm. you know what I mean. Yeah, I, I go to work. Point. I got this one guy. He does it all the time, and I, I just don't <laughs> even say good morning. To him <laughs> he doesn't fucking mean it, dude. Good morning. <laughs> right. How are you? <laughs> it's mean. like that Bob Dylan song what, Positively Fort Street Where he says You see me And you say good luck But you don't mean it <laughs> <laughs> It's true yeah, yeah You gotta put out good energy But it's gotta be genuine Bro I don't care man I got no ego uh-huh. 
I know how to bartend. You could put me anywhere. Uh, you still get that or, uh, you know, like what you're dealing with now. I don't know if you want to bring it up, but you you know, you kind of touched on it on the phone and you could take this out if you want, but how the guy's telling you, I want to shake your setup like this <laughs> and you're doing it. Yeah. But it's like, dude, don't, you know, I, I know how to shake a fucking drink. He's having you like line it up the way he wants it. Yeah. And that's just, you know, that's being smart. You're winning mm. by losing, but it's kind of weird. Like, you know, but mm. that's, that's the game and you gotta, you gotta, you gotta remain teachable. And if that's what you want, I'm working, I'm in your house. If you want me to set the shakers <laughs> up, red first, blue second, green, you know, right. I'll do Even that. Even though it might be my way while I'm trying to make drinks uh but that's yeah that's another story <laughs> yeah yeah i didn't mean to bring that up but you know i just think that you know that's the mission statement just to to respect it to have passion to serve responsible and that uh it, you know it, it it takes time it's a craft it's like acting it's like anything it's a journey it's it's an art to bartend mm-hmm. it is an art don't let anyone kid you it's an art to be a chef and they you know when you can understand that and take your time and, and enjoy the journey. But I, I really believe what we're doing is it's, it's different. Yeah, I think so. It really is. It's, it's taking bartender and, and it's, it's it putting uh, a lot of thought behind it. What, what, what really no one ever really talks about, mm-hmm. you know, it's the technique and the speed is very important yeah. and that's a craft and that's that's like a boxer or a martial artist or or, or a writer you got to work on that and you build and build and build and then when it when it connects it's magic yeah yeah <clears throat> yeah you know, of course the bartender schools like we talk about don't really um talk about much other than recipes and how to how to go fast and make drinks quickly and that kind of thing but yeah what we're doing is try to um Try to incorporate everything between, uh, like I said, uh, cool new ingredients, uh, how to make basic drinks, how to uh, up your game behind the bar and your interpersonal skills. Uh, so we bring it all together. In uh, Dale DeGroff's book, The Craft of the Cocktail, he actually quotes from this old bartender manual. It's, uh, I don't, it's oh, it's it was a the bartender bartender manual written in 1888. <laughs> okay, and this is what it says. He tells the bartenders to mix drinks above the counter where guests can see and mix them in such a way as to be neat, clean, and scientific. He also says that professionalism affords a bit of showmanship when he instructs to mix in such a way as to draw attention. Finally, he instructs the barman to be a caring friend. Finally, Johnson instructs the bartender to be a caring friend. So that's that's great stuff there. I love that. No, absolutely. Written in 1888. 18, that, that <laughs> more people should do that. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. And it, and this book is so, it, it goes through the history, then it goes through prohibition and the repeal of prohibition and how uh, the ups and downs for the profession of bartending. It's really cool. You know, it's, it's funny you talk about like um, customer service and, you know, you're feeling important. I called to order, uh, there's a new, um, it's not new, it's been around for seven months, and they make phenomenal burgers. It's like a, a um, bar, restaurant, but they're, they're getting a lot of hype for the burgers. And uh, they do takeout, so I called to order a, a burger, and I'm calling, and um, I keep talking to the, the, the lady that answers the phone, and I'm telling her I want to order, and she keeps putting me on hold, and she keeps asking me the same thing, put me on hold. So I, was just, I just finally hung up. I'm like, fuck this shit, I don't got time for this. They called me back four times. I just got, I was pissed off and I just kept hanging up on them. <laughs> and finally, like, I think it was, I don't know if it was the owner or the general manager. It was like, listen, I'm sorry that happened. 
you know, and I, he's like, we'll give you it to you free. And, uh, you know, right. what's your name and number, you know? And I, I, I didn't call them back, but I was like, I couldn't believe that. I just was impatient. Yeah. It wasn't like they were, I just was like, you keep asking me the same thing. Hello, what would you like? <laughs> I'm like, yeah, I wanted to try that, that burger everyone's talking about. And I'm going to pick it up. Here's my phone number, you know? <laughs> it was just going back and forth. She's like, what? Hold on. Can I help you? I was like, yeah. I was like this, this is Groundhog's Day. It's like. Common sense, man. But you treat, know what? It, I, I, treat she, people the way you want to be treated. Well, I don't know. Listen, I, it just pissed me off. Like, I just got off of work. My yeah. mind shot because I deal with numbers all day. Mm. So my patience is... And I'm like, this, this has got to be an easier way. Yeah. So, boom. And then four times called me back. And I was hanging up. <laughs> Finally, you know, I got a voicemail. Listen, please. We're sorry. <laughs> but it, no, it, just, it, it will make me go back because they realized, like... Maybe I was being a prick because I was impatient, mm. but they realized they don't want to lose customer, and, and that's what lacks today. Right. And you know, you see it. I, I walk into a place, and I could see if they're gonna last. Yeah. I could just tell, like, because there's one place that's there's like a uh, restaurant, and it's like every every two years they get a new restaurant. Mm. I could just tell, like, you gotta you gotta do something different, man, and, and just simple things like make a make me feel important, have an appreciation night from customers. Yeah. Little things like that, you know, you can't. I don't know why that makes me think of this story from last night, but the credit card tips that the servers make, I have to pay out of my register, right? And, and uh, so I see how much each server has made in credit card tips anyway. I don't know about cash. But um, this one waitress is excellent waitress. She's, uh, you know, she's not, she's not a young kid, but she's, you know, experienced in the business. Uh-huh. She's very attention, um, detailed to attention. And um, then there's a, a, a new waitress, young obviously her first job in the restaurant business and um so they they came up within like five minutes of each other for their tips so the the more experienced one made six times more (laughs) in tips can you can you break it down for the listeners that that experienced bartender what would you say that she makes in a day she well this is a server server excuse me server what does she make in a day i I don't want to quote figures but you know it's uh, plus I don't know about cash, so I, I don't want to I don't want to quote any numbers, but um, right, it was you. just you know proportion wise I thought that was interesting six times more than the other one, <laughs> the, the the older one yeah, wow. I, and she probably had more tables you know she yeah. she can handle more tables you know uh-huh. but um, that was a, a revealing figure I thought <laughs> no uh, that's that's uh, hey it's true it's why we do it and you know people. Uh, People respect that, and then when you you know when you're on your game, people know that you can't bullshit people. No, no. especially nowadays, you know, people. It's just like everyone's on a heightened awareness. Mm. You know, it's just a, it's a fucking grind to live. <laughs> you know, you're already stressed out with their jobs, just mm. trying to make ends meet, and you know, yeah, it's a vacation for most people is going to a bar or going to a restaurant with their family. Yeah, you know, it's, but it, and it's not the kind of thing people are doing, you know, two three times a week anymore. You know, yeah, if you exactly. if you go once or twice a month these days, you know, and make to, it memorable because uh, you know it's expensive to go out with uh, more, you know, especially more than one person. It's one thing if you could just go sit at the bar and have a drink or two by yourself and uh, a burger, you know, but if you go out with uh, your family or whatever, forget about it. It's a lot of money. We're going to say goodbye now, so remember, you can always reach me at vince.bartender at gmail.com, or please follow me on Twitter, Barkeep Tip, 
tips. And also, please, please, please remember to give us the five stars on iTunes. We need your help with this. And we it's need like some a tip comments. when you give us a... Uh... Exactly. <laughs> hey, we're doing this for you. We're do- we have fun doing it, but uh, we're doing it for the bartending community, right? It, so man. we're all in this together. It's, you know what? Our contribution, we're, yeah. we're contributing to society to bartend. Yes. Here's to bartending. Cheers. You can reach me at uh, bartender2222 at gmail.com. And you can uh, reach me at Twitter at Vance Vano. And that's it, folks. All right. Goodbye. Peace.